This is Life Transformation Radio. Prepare to engage. Seatbelt activated. Download initiated. Your quantum journey of transformation begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Hi, I'm Rob Actis, best-selling author of The Law of Action, voice actor, business mindset coach, the podcast whisper, and Mr. Action himself. Here at Life Transformation Radio, we are committed to share more about real life, love, the power of positivity, romance, and of course, laughter. We care about helping others find their internal drive and purpose. We celebrate life's challenges and overcoming them. On the show, my guests are amazing people who are forces for good in the world around them and live a life of transformation. My guest today does just that. Today, Lisa Kerr and I discuss why we should have personal mantras to set your intentions. So if you want to learn how to create a personal mantra, be open to new opportunities and find ways to keep your body moving and your mind calm, ladies and gentlemen, this is the show for you. Lisa is the owner of In Balance Pilates, a best-selling author, Pilates, P.O., we'll have to talk about that, and Bear Instructor in Ottawa, Canada. She specializes in offering online support through movement and meditation programs. You know how much we love meditation. Lisa used these tools to heal after a concussion and was able to transition into new career paths after downsizing her brick-and-mortar studio. She's on a mission to help others add movement and meditation to their daily routine. And on her podcast, Lessons from the Core, you will hear others willing to share their red flag moments. We'll talk about red flag moments and lessons so that you can gain that inner knowing and evolve. Lisa, welcome to Life Transformation Radio. Thanks for having me, Rob. It's so nice to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know it took a while. I tell you what, the universe is like, what's going on? We've tried multiple, multiple times, technical issues, and, and I was not feeling well and just other things, but we committed to it and we made it happen. So glad to have you here today. So, um, fellow podcaster, love that. Um, let's talk about, first of all, your concussion, because that was really a transformative moment in your life. How did you acquire your concussion? It was. It was such a life-changing moment, one of those times where everything changed in an instant. Uh, I am a mom, a wife. I was a studio owner, a Pilates studio owner at the time, was home for a little bit during the day. I'm really not much of an outside yard worker, but I decided to clean off some of the leaves. And I went into my garage to grab one of the brooms and I didn't see that, you know, that heavy, flat, like a rectangular rake. It was leaning against the wall and so completely didn't see it. Cartoon injury, stepped on it, and it hit oh, me like clocking just, in the head. So just like a just, bat. Bam. Oh. Bam. Cartoon injury. Uh straight out of a yeah. But that's not funny. It wasn't funny. So I, I and suffered that suffered a concussion and it is not. It's you know, yeah, it's and it's it's almost yeah. like having a a hurt back. No one believes you're hurt. That's right. Invisible injury. It's something that exactly. you can't see, and because it's so changing with intensity and flare ups and symptoms, yeah, it uh, it's a lot to to go through. 
So when you got hit, did you think you're like, ow, and then you like move on and then all of a sudden, uh-oh? Yeah, I had a, you know, a huge goose egg and uh, kind of laid on the couch that day, but scrolled on my phone and um, went to work that evening because I had a regular Thursday night, like two sessions in a row. Felt pretty crappy, but I was self-employed. So you do what you got to right. do, you know? Right. And then the following day, regular Friday, I usually had about seven sessions in a row. And I was just wondering, you know, why am I not able to spit my words out correctly? I didn't really know. I didn't know what was going on. I had a bad headache. My head felt weird, but I just thought, oh, I stepped on a rake. How ridiculous. Didn't get any medical attention at that point. Uh, And then the following morning, I decided to go to the walk-in clinic and just get things checked out because I was not one to ever have headaches or have fatigue or nap during the day. That was very out of character for me. So all the kind of red flags of, oh, maybe I better uh, seek some medical help here. And what did they, what did they say? Well, back then they were still at the phase of telling people to go in a dark room. Wow. So back then, you know, she had just said, yeah, go. Um, no, yes. At that point she had said, spend 48 hours in a dark room Uh, just kind of get out to use the bathroom and take a shower and, uh, and yeah, just, just chill. And uh, so I think I didn't really do that until like the beginning of the the next week kind of thing. Cause I waited a few days and um, went to a fitness thing. I was very stubborn. So I just thought, Oh, I'm fine. I, I went to this big fitness thing, but I thought I just won't exercise at it. I'll just go and show up because (laughs) I wasn't thinking straight. And uh, I think, yes. Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. Oh, man. And being in a big open room and, you know, you're just, I had never had a concussion before. I'm And all that stimulus of probably music and loud. Oh, yeah. It was the worst place to be. The worst place to be. So, and then, yeah, being a, you know, a busy studio owner, business owner, that definitely changes things. You know, if you're, if you get in some type of accident, I think, and you know, you're checking in with yes, doctors and insurance, that's one thing. But when you're self-employed and you have absolutely no one calling the shots, it's a different game, right? Um, you're probably more stubborn. You're probably more, um, Oh, it's just a concussion. I can work today. Yeah. 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 And it's an invisible, it's an invisible injury and you get no sympathy from anybody. That's right. Like at Luckily, all. My husband was extremely supportive. Thank goodness. And my yeah. kids, my kids back then were like three and five. Um, so yes, they were, you know, supportive and, and we went through a lot together. And then at that point, I as I said, I had a brick and mortar. I'd had my Pilates studio for 11 years. Uh, absolutely loved it. I used to teach a combo of group classes and privates. Right. Uh, but when this happened, I deep down knew that that was going to change. You know, I knew at the very beginning that something just in me knew that it was going to change, that I was either going to have to downsize that studio. Uh, that was most likely the plan. I didn't think I was going to have to actually close it at that point. So just kind of going on that journey of being open to, okay, when one door closes, let's be open to what other... Right avenues can I investigate here? Okay. So, so the concussion was not just like a 24 hour thing. So it apparently it was a lot more serious than just like a hit on the head with a goose egg. And it was, 
what happened? So it ended up being two years of having those symptoms. So symptoms would be a wide variety of headaches, brain fog, um, a lot of visual disturbances. So the main person that I was seeing for treatment was a vision therapist. So we worked a lot on things within your um, periphery and distance and and, and focus and things like that, working on memory and puzzles and... uh, things to just kind of help with pacing even. So that was really my main main kind of practitioner that I would see. I did also see a physiotherapist and sometimes some massage therapy as well. So right. uh, just kind of having different treatment that way. Uh, exercise, huge. Uh, but yeah, wide variety of those symptoms from even just, you know, having trouble with trying to read a recipe and then follow those instructions to then cook that recipe. Like that was just something that, as I said, I'd never had a concussion before. So that was all that kind of brain fog, um, cognition problems, memory problems was absolutely new for me. Okay. So was this like a perfect storm? Because I know a lot of people that have concussions and they weren't in it for two years. Did it just hit at the most you know, kind of like Star Wars where the, the jet fight, TIE fighters come in and they, and they get that one little spot and blew up the Death Star. Did Perhaps. that rake hit your head in just the perfect spot that it just decimated your brain? <laughs> For two years, yeah. For two years. And I mean, obviously there was, you know, ups and downs and pacing and and things that would get better. And maybe, you know, you're going along, you know, kind of two steps a few steps forward, a few steps back because uh, with pacing, so let's say um, if I was at a social event, I'd stay for about two hours. If I stayed longer, I would feel, you know, things would kind of feel flared up for a few days. Memory, as I said, I could be sitting, you know, I'd have dinner with my husband and kids. Half an hour later, I'd be sitting there chatting with my husband, literally thinking, did we eat dinner? What do we have for dinner? So that short-term memory was kaput. Uh, As I said, headaches, that waking up every morning and immediately feeling drunk, that brain fog was such an odd feeling. Okay. So, but I understand that, but Mm -hmm. what exactly was it? Because a lot of people get hit in the head. Right. And And what made it so bad. I think part of it was the constant, that that desire to keep pushing myself and being a lot more stubborn when I should have pulled back and done a lot more pacing and taken a lot more time to heal the brain instead of trying to maybe keep my studio going or things like that. I love the way everything turned out and the timeline of it, but in hindsight, for sure, I could have um, done even better at- Because when you went to medical school and you did brain brain class (laughs) and learned all about concussions, I love it. I have all my friends and they're like, they go to the doctor and the doctor tells them what to do. And they're like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I go, oh, when did you graduate medical school? I didn't know you were a neurosurgeon. I didn't know that you were a hand surgeon. I have a good friend and she she cut her hand and um, sliced it open and cut off tendons and all that stuff. And she goes, oh, I'll, I'll be fine. Oh my goodness. 
like, you know, it's just funny. The human condition is like, oh yeah, no, fine. I'll be fine. So I, right. I love to tease people and she'll listen to this podcast. So I, I kind of call her out, which is kind of fun, but it is just interesting how the human dynamic, we, we don't go do something like, it's kind of like, you know, I just, I have a friend and he doesn't know anything about cars. Like mm-hmm. I don't know anything about cars. And then they go and they tell him what's wrong with the cars and go, yeah, that's not it. When did you go to mechanic school? It's just funny. Our, our, our human condition. So, yes. all right. So you had this terrible concussion that lasted because you're so stubborn and you didn't do what you're supposed to do. You didn't lay in that room for 48 hours and your life transitioned. So over that time you, you lost your brick and mortar. I you did. Just couldn't, so. You just couldn't, you couldn't function or you just decided that you're going to close it down or so I, I kept it open for about nine months. And in that time I had decided I was going to, I thought I was going to downsize it just to a smaller location. So I could just focus on doing privates and semi-privates because I have all of the fantastic Pilates equipment, the reformer, the stability chair, all of that. So I thought I'll just downsize it. Um, and a few months into the injury, maybe about six months in, I saw online uh, when a, a publisher that I just happened to be Facebook friends with was looking for another author for w- the next book in her collaborative series that she was having come out. So nice. in that time, I kind of saw that post and my inner knowing right away knew, oh, I'm going to get a spot in that book. Never had any plans of being an author. Um, maybe back, well, back in the day, I kind of, you know, you kind of daydream well, about everybody wants what to your write book, book would be. Like, everybody wants to write But I definitely didn't have it on my radar in any way, right. shape, or form. Uh, so yeah, I went through a, you know, pitcher and then went through the application process, got a call and got offered a spot in the book, Women Who Inspire. So that was... It was just so fun. It was so unbelievably amazing to know that, hey, even though I'm going to be having to downsize or whatever is going to happen with this, my passionate career that I've always had, at least I have something cool and fun and fantastic and new kind of new beginnings. And of course, that led to some great speaking engagements and, you know, other other things. So it was it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. You know, your life can change so quick, so fast. And when you're open to new opportunities and miracles in your life, it is such a beautiful thing. And a lot of people aren't open to that. They get 100%. They get in an uncomfortable position and then they just completely shut down and they don't look look at it as a possibility or an opportunity for for greatness or for a new door to open. Mm -hmm. And it's... It's, it's amazing to me, a lot of people, and then I think that happened during the pandemic. Some people excelled and other Mm -hmm. people just willowed away and did nothing. Yes. Yeah. I'll never forget when I really decided, you know, it was only about two weeks after that injury happened when I really decided, you know, the cliche term, this didn't happen to me. It happened for me. Yeah. Uh, And just to kind of hold on to that, at least there are going to be new possibilities and new doors opening. And it, it 100% helped me um, just stay focused on new possibilities, miracles, new ways yeah. to look at things. Because for sure, if I had have only thought of what I lost, I wouldn't have been able to move forward in the ways that I did. 
and it yeah, led to a- other books and, you know, other fantastic uh, introductions to people like yourself through the podcasting world. And so it's just, it's such a gift to be able to look at it through different, different eyes and different ways. Absolutely. So it's interesting, this story of how Life Transformation um, Radio became mine in that I was in a business with a former friend and things went sideways in the business partnership and there was a lot of money involved and they weren't going to give it to me. And so I had all my ducks lined up and I made the decision that I was going to move forward and I was going to pursue legal action because a lot of money. I mean, it was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I was doing over that time is I was trying to get things calm and move forward without having to litigate. I was building a war chest to, to hire a really good attorney. And I was going to just go forward and, and, and get what was mine. And it was really interesting. This partner and the way that, that she did what she did in regards to our business, in essence, she just kind of like took it over and just kind of pushed me out. Um, it was a brick and mortar business. And I was like so dumbfounded by it. I couldn't even comprehend or believe that this happened. And I was pissed and I got mad. And it's very interesting. So I'm building this war chest. And then all of a sudden, I just got really peaceful. I meditate a lot and I'm always doing my gratitude in the morning and at night. And I got really peaceful and I, I went for a walk. And I got an email from her, or a text, and it was just nasty. And if you've ever been in a lawsuit or anything like that, it's just, and I'm a very, very, very aware of energy and it's yuck. Like I don't like to go to a courthouse because I can feel all that yuck. And Mm -hmm. so I got this text and I'm thinking, oh my God, if, and the, we're talking, you know, a lot of money. And I, I was thinking to myself, oh my God, if I invest this money then I'm going to be embraced with her and I have to go back and forth. I'm going to get all these emails and all these documents and all this stuff with her energy in it. So I talked to my wife and she was really mad because, you know, wives are protective and she's like, you got to go, you know? And so she was all for that because someone disrespected her husband and affected our family. And it was a Mm -hmm. lot of money. And so I just got calm and I just decided I'm going to let this go. I'm going to bless her with love and light. And it's just money. The, it wasn't worth the amount of money that it was. Mm-hmm. And it was a substantial amount, which I believe that I was owed. And I had all my ducks lined in a row, all the documents. And I said to myself, the stress, the toxicity, and everything else, not worth it. Mm-hmm. I, I live in a, a life of abundance. I, I believe that there's enough for everyone. And so I let it go. And I had all this money in the war chest. And not, not even 24 hours later, I talked to... Um, Sean, the former owner of Life Transformation Radio, and he said, hey, I'm selling, selling this. And in like three minutes, I said, I want it. 
Didn't even know how much it was. And I took the money from my war chest mm-hmm. and bought this podcast. Wow. And yeah, so it's really important that we look at opportunities and miracles and not sit and wallow in upset because the universe gives us a lot of clues of what we're supposed to be doing. And apparently you weren't supposed to be doing what you did. And I'm sure before your concussion, I have a feeling before your (laughs) concussion, the universe was kind of like maybe tapping you on the shoulder, Lisa, and saying, hey, you know, this is not your path. And then they might've like give you a little shove. And then apparently they took a rake and they smashed you in the head. You got it. You know, same with me. I wasn't paying attention to something. I got a blood clot and almost died. And it shifted my life in many, many ways. So, you know, we we have to stay calm and really be Mm. present in the gifts that we think are attacks on our life. It's just so important to really just be present in the very moment and look at things of like, oh, so this just happened. Now, when I live in abundance, what exciting thing is going to happen now? Yeah. And I have a question for you. When you had that moment, when you were on your walk and you had that moment that you decided you were just going to deal with it in peace and not go through with the lawsuit, did you feel a huge difference in your body from that new decision? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, I mean, it was so funny because I just said, and she didn't know that there was a big lawsuit coming. So it ended up being that through a mediator, I got a a basket and some stupid things, a clock and like little stuff. And I just like finished it. It was the most, you know, it was like a clock and some towels. It was a little day spot we had. And it was just, it was just so funny because I don't think she ever realized what was coming her way. Right. And, um, you know, I looked at it in that the juice, juice is not worth the squeeze. I don't. And it was just a text. It was a toxic text. And I'm like, you know, I don't want to see or feel that. Even, you know, just in, just in that person's name on a, on a legal document or anything like that. So I just blessed it and let it go. I, I blessed her with love and light. That's it. No, no ill will, no whatsoever. And I'm, I'm very happy I did because people don't realize that when they focus on a negative or something that's toxic, what it does to your body or you don't handle emotions. I have a friend that has Hashimoto's disease. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what that is, it's really um, destructive of your body. And what's amazing about that is it has to do with your ability to um, fight immunity. So it's an immunity type of thing. <clears throat> and it really destroys your body, makes things very difficult. Mm-hmm. And what I discovered was that the main cause that they've determined of Hashimoto disease 
is not dealing with a death or trauma in your life. Like it's, that's what it's caused by. And there's so many people that have these terrible illnesses. And if you look at it, it's really the toxicity that you're not letting go of in your life or acknowledging and processing grief for something that happens, including a death. Mm-hmm. And your body can only take so much. And when you hold that in, your body just kind of destroys itself. Yeah, 100%. And that's why, you know, being able to be in tune with the body and, you know, being able to check in with that daily movement so that A, you get used to knowing kind of what that base point feels like. So that you can start to, if you're not, you know, already into that intuitive awareness, but just getting those baby steps into how can I be aware? What does it feel like to feel a red flag around someone? You know, what does it feel like to be around those energy vampires or whatnot? Um, Yeah, it's so key. And to just be true to ourselves, to know that it's okay to feel a wide variety of feelings. We're not supposed to only feel happiness and that's it, right? It's not supposed to be just positive and that's it. It's okay to feel our feelings and move through them, you know, find movements that we love. And as you said, meditations that we can really dive into every day and just ways to take care of our body. Yeah. It's really important. You know, I, I love my wife, Tanya, in that, you know, being a business owner and not only that, but I work with a startup tech company. I'm in podcasting. I have lots of moving parts. I, I interview all kinds of people and some of their energy actually comes through sometimes, mm-hmm. which is difficult at times. And I just get overwhelmed by, by stuff. And she's like, okay, I want you to go take a breath, get some water. And then I want you to take your shoes off. And I want you to just go walk in the background, in the backyard and walk in the grass and get connected to mother earth and the universe. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I love her. I want to meet her. Oh, she's (laughs) so amazing. I know it's such a beautiful thing and it's so simple. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And she calls back and and I go, "Um, go outside. (laughs) And then it's so funny because then I, I come back and, you know, I had just standing out there and people tend to not be in the present moment and they miss so much. Yeah. They don't, our, our coaches, they're there. Our spiritual guides are, are there to guide us. And if there's just a bunch of noise and we don't like, and we listen, they guide us and tell us what to do. They tell us to not go here. They tell us to go here. They tell us to do that. Um, They're there. And it's just so important to listen in the silence. And I think that walking in the grass and connecting to Mother Earth is such a simple thing to do. And the reward and the impact on your life is so spectacular but we get caught up in this morass of technology and phone calls and texts and emails and all the morass of bullshit that goes on in our world that when you stop 
and be in that present moment, the beauty of the universe shines so bright and it just, it's right out there for us. I love that. Yeah. And it just keeps us always remembering, as you said, like sink into the body so that we can really yeah. get into that inner knowing and, and check in. Yeah. And you know, you do your Pilates and Pilates is, is very um, movement oriented and intentional. Yes. And it, that's really important. You know, I'm, I'm really working hard on my health. Nice. Not in a way of like I'm working out all the time because I want to look better. Well, I always like to work better. I mean, that's a second result, but mm-hmm. I'm in my fifties and I have a 23 year old daughter. And I told her, I said, I am committed to do everything within my power to live as long a healthy life as I possibly can. So what I eat, what I drink, what, I, what goes into my brain, um, my exercise, my movement, my, my wellness is, is so important. And it's interesting. I haven't really take, I'm self, been self-employed for many years and on stage and did all this and stuff like that. Haven't taken a vacation. I'm so excited. I'm going on a really cool cruise and it's going to be amazing. And that's wellness. So now I'm committed. Mm-hmm. I get a massage at least once a month. I work out. I, I walk. I drink lots of water. And it is, it's honoring your body because we only have one. Mm-hmm. And I have had near-death experiences and I want to live as long as I possibly can. And I am committed to live every day like I want to be alive because I know with the multiple near-death experiences that I've had, mm-hmm. at any moment, yes, you're gone. Yes. And, and it might not even be you, but it could be a family member. Mm-hmm. And in my case, my daughter was 14 years old and everything was great. And then June 8th, 2013, all of a sudden, she suffered a stroke. And then oh three God. more strokes. And then brain surgery. And then a coma. Like that definitely has an impact on your life. Yes. So that's why it's important to have incredible goodbyes and incredible hellos because all we have in our life is people. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the most important thing. And being aware of your intentions and having a mantra of like, I love what you said, this didn't happen to me. It happened for me. I, I think that's really a beautiful, beautiful mantra to have because a lot of people feel that, man, why does all this happen to me? Happened for you. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it that way, it's an opportunity for growth and see where in your life you need to shift and pivot. Then you get that happily ever after. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was definitely a sanity-saving mantra. I can remember those first two weeks laying in bed and doing EFT to calm myself down, doing some tapping, and yes, just holding on to that mantra because, as I said, I knew that there would be changes with my business. And I knew very well that, as you mentioned, you know, the universe will whisper, whisper, whisper until you get yeah. a big hit upside the head. And the day before it occurred, I I had made the decision to make some changes within my studio, um, but it was almost as though the universe was saying, oh, yeah, you've said this a few times now. <laughs> Let's make yeah. it permanent. So 100%. Well, I've been hit by a rake. I did exactly the same thing. You did. And it did. Absolutely. 100%. Where did it hit you? Front? Um, I, don't, I don't remember. It was Somewhere. a long time ago. Oh, I was probably... Maybe twenty something like that. Okay, early. Yeah. Um, didn't have that much of an impact. Okay, so that's why I said it was like a perfect storm for you. Yes. In that you know, yeah. I was doing some landscaping and I just like walked right. Everybody laughed. They thought it was funny. I mean, I'm not right. Right. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. But I didn't have yeah. anywhere near. Yeah. the impact or it did and i'm just like living in this delusional world and i could still be 20 years old and i could this could all be just like not real i don't know could be i don't know you never know right you never know you get you, then you start thinking like oh my god are we in a simulation is this real is this, <laughs> you know then you go on all these these crazy these crazy tangents of like what is real and what's not real but yeah so are you speechless no, no, you know, uh, yes, okay. no, I'm, you, you never know, that's for sure. But no. I, I think that going through anything like that, I mean, sometimes you do, it, as cheesy as it is to say, you know, hold on to an affirmation or have a mantra, um, yeah. like it really does work, you know? And even if the one thing that I love about Pilates so much and why it brings you so much into the moment is because when you're thinking, when you're so focused on your inhales and exhales, A, there's yeah. not a lot of room to think about those stressful things on our to-do list. Uh, but it really lets us get into the moment when we're linking it with that breath and it allows us just to calm things down a bit more and to set intentions. So whether you need to be doing something where you're trying to give yourself a bit more energy, you know, use it to energize or use it to calm you down. Uh, so even, you know, taking mantras a step further by linking it with the breath, linking it with how your body's feeling, and then being able to use it to check in on that intuition. You know, when we are going to, as you said, you, I'm sure you come up across many different um, opportunities being self-employed. So just being able to check into that inner knowing on and from your, you know, previous business deal that didn't go the way that you wanted, like I'm sure you had to work through a lot of trust issues after that. So being able to check into your body through how it feels through movement and meditation can help with business endeavors, relationships, just everything, the whole way we tackle the world. Absolutely. And it it just cracks me up. I and replaying what you were saying and what I was saying. And it's so funny because all of this stuff about the universe and all this, um, I wasn't like this until I had my blood clot, which was okay years ago. I was very like, 
this is all airy fairy weird stuff. And then I became very intuitive Mm -hmm. and I started, it was very interesting how, you know, I don't know, you lay in bed for three and a half months and you try not to die. I guess things happen. So. And how did the, how did the intuition start coming to you? I just started thinking differently and getting messages. And then it was interesting because I would be out and I would feel compelled to tell people things about their life, which was like so weird to me. And I like, why am I telling you this? And they're like, oh my God, yeah, that's what I'm going through. And it's just, and it's very interesting, very interesting stuff how, how that works. But I, I feel incredibly blessed. Um, I feel like I have a team behind me. Um, and I don't always pay attention to them. And more and more I am and trusting in that. Um, you know, I'm a very high energy person. And I find when I get the calmest, you know, magic happens. So, you know, someone with ADHD who has lots of energy and goes, 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 you know, Mr. Action here, um, mm-hmm. those peaceful moments of getting a massage or sitting in infrared sauna or, you know, whatever you're doing that's just calm and quiet. And it's interesting in that it takes a while to get to calm and quiet, especially if you have a brain that's very active mm-hmm. and you're like, I remember the first time I meditated and I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I don't feel anything. I'm just, am I just, just talk the whole time. And now I can go very deep, very fast in, in my meditation. And, uh, I, I think meditation is something that everybody should investigate. I think it's the most incredible, incredible thing. I think you tune into other uh, dimensions. I think you tune into other spiritual planes. I I really believe that you get a lot of downloads and a lot of information when you when you meditate. I agree. I yeah, one hundred percent. I agree. Yes. And it's just, yeah, being that in tune with your body and just listening, getting into that inner knowing is huge. One thing that I had after that head injury um, was I'll often have dreams at night that will come true. And that's ever since that concussion. Like, I don't remember dreams coming true before that head injury, but fully, like I'll... Yeah. We'll tell my husband, da, 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 and then that day. So that's quite interesting. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. If you know any dream uh, dream specialists, you'll have to link me up. I will. I, now I'm going to go find one. I'm going to go find one and put her <laughs> on the pod, put them on like podcast. That's what I'm going to. That's what I'm going to do. Man, Lisa, you are so amazing, and I'm so thrilled that you took time out to hang out and have a conversation and share your story and. You're awesome. Well, thank you for having me. You are awesome. It's been so nice to spend time with you today. And it's just, it's especially nice to spend time with people that just are on that wavelength of getting the whole intuition and inner knowing and just why we want to be in tune and in check with our bodies in the first place and why we want to even take the time to slow down and 
breathe into the calm and go for those times when we can get into the meditation. So it's been such an honor to spend time with you. And I thank you so much. Absolutely. Hey, if you want to reach Lisa, you can reach her at inbalancepilates.ca. And uh, thank you so much for being here. Also, you can check out our podcast called Lessons from the Core. And uh, she talks about red flag moments. And um, it's a pretty good podcast, just say. Very, very talented conversationalist and podcaster. And glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for your support and taking time of your busy and precious day to listen to Life Transformation Radio. We so appreciate it. Thank you for allowing me along with my very special guest, Lisa, to touch your heart, move your soul, and inspire you to live a life of transformation. I'm Rob Actis. Until next time. This is Life Transformation Radio. Download complete.